Great podcast today. Here it is. <laughs> that was a good. I like that. That's like a good that? approach to these. Okay. Yeah. Thought I'd keep it short and sweet. Yeah. Um, well, we did talk to Sarah Gonzalez. She was on today about yeah. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about um, what else did we talk about? I don't know. That's why I said here's the podcast. Here it is. Check it out. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. talk to you about this this parallel universe i mean i feel like honestly thor could come with his hammer at any time and we're like wait wait you're real yeah in this universe i am how did we get here because you've always been just a cartoon you know it is it is so bizarre to watch and listen to people from the other side of the aisle we've never been here before well, maybe we have in the Civil War. But if you look, for instance, let me just let me just go through a couple of these. Super Bowl foods could cost up to 14% more this year. Well, the good thing we saved those, what was it, four cents on those hot dogs for July 4th? Remember? I do remember that. That was a big savings. Big savings. On so, that picnic. You could just dump that. Dump that into right this. Right into this. Yeah, it'll... It'll still be 14% more uh, for your Super Bowl food. But it's like a free bite. It, well, it's like, well not, a, not an entire bite, but it's ha- about half a bite. Right. Okay, so, so we have inflation. The banks and everybody else has been telling us it's not that bad. It's transitory. And half the country knows that's not true. Half the country, when they're listening to Biden say, no, everything's everything's fine. There's no grocery store shortages. Well, you haven't been to a grocery store, apparently, because there are and it's it's everywhere. And yet half the country denies that that is even they're asking you to deny your own eyes. What's causing inflation? It's easy. They're pumping way too much money in what's causing the job shortage, you know, the 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 help shortage. They're they're taking that money and they're sending it to people to give them incentive to stay home. What's causing all of this? The government. The government is not the answer. The government is the problem. So here's the here's Biden yesterday saying Hey, I've I've got a new 461 page guide to show you all of the new government programs that are coming out with Build Back Better. And I just need your support on Build Back Better. And of course, half of the governors are like, yeah, Build Back Better. The other half is like, are you crazy? You can't put another trillion and a half or two trillion dollars into the economy. It'll make things much, much worse. How do we talk to each other when we can't even agree on that? How about this? This is something really obvious. Here's Jen Psaki yesterday. She's sitting in her office and she's talking to a reporter and she's she looks up at her television and she sees the four networks. And listen to what she says. If you look at Fox on a daily basis, I mean, do you remember the four boxes that you had that we had on all the TVs, right? Which Mm -hmm. is on my TV right now. So right now. Just to give you a sense. So CNN, Pentagon, as many as 8,500 U.S. troops on heightened alert. Okay, true. Same on MSNBC, 
CNBC is doing their own thing about the market. And then on Fox is Janine Pirro talking about soft on crime consequences. I mean, what what does that even mean? Right. Um, so there's right. an alternate universe on some yes. uh, coverage. What's scary about it is a lot of people watch that. Yeah, it is a parallel universe. It seems like our universe, but she's right. It's an alternate universe. What does that even mean? Soft on crime consequences? Have you seen what's happening in our cities? The the Democrat George Soros has dumped money into D.A. races and he has D.A.'s all over the country and all of the Soros DAs are enacting reforms. And these reforms eliminate mandatory minimum prison time, eliminate fines imposed on criminal defendants, jailing juvenile delinquents, no small time drug offenders. Okay, so what's happened? Well, let's look at US News and World Report. Apparently, New Orleans had a homicide rate of 19.9 per 100,000 people in 2020. That was the second highest in the country. New Orleans was the uh, highest in the state of 21.7. So the 19.9 is in Louisiana, New Orleans 21.7. So really bad, right? So they get a new district attorney. Now, less than one out of every five felony cases have ended with a felony conviction. That's a conviction rate of 17 percent. Approximately 70, uh, sorry, 67 percent result in dismissal without any legal consequences. About 20 percent of the felony cases dismissed were crimes of violence. That's murder, rape, kidnapping, carjacking, robbery. And this is happening all over the country. We're seeing it in New York. We're seeing it in Seattle. We're seeing it in San Francisco, Los Angeles. What do all of those those cities have in common? They're all in states that are run by Democrats. Oh, well, I, I'm sorry. I did leave out another crime-ridden city now, Minneapolis. Do you know in Portland, they're now saying 90% in the latest poll say our life here in Portland is worse now that we're soft on crime. But she has no idea what anybody is talking about. Soft on crime. It's like they're living in another, you know, what does that even mean? Well, here's what it means. Here's the latest montage of all of the Democrats talking about soft on crime. Let's get rid of the police department. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Not only do we need to invest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. So yes, defund your butts. Corey Bush. Defund you. Yes, I support Jamal the allocation of resources uh, from NYPD. We will be moving funding Bill from Blasio. the NYPD to youth initiatives and social services. They are talking about reducing Urban the development secretary of to that department. And I think Marcia every Fudge. single city in this country ought to be thinking about the same thing. Yes, I support the defund movement. I'm for... Susan Rice. 
reallocation of resources. And defund the police. I think you do all those other things, Gretchen you don't Whitmar. need all the money that's going to the police department. So yeah, I mean, the spirit of it, I, I, I do support that. Yeah, and you know, a lot of us were asked if we could imagine a future City Council President back in 2017 when we, when we were running for office. And I answered yes to that question. We are going to reduce funding in Mayor the of police San Francisco. department and redirect that money. There's no reason the police budget should just keep Obama Biden HUD secretary. They can make sensible cuts to police. We propose to redirect Mayor over seven million dollars from the police bureau. That our city, through our city administrative officer, identified Eric Garcetti, Mayor of Los Angeles. Stop. That goes on and on and on, and it's all of the people that are in the cities with the highest crime. And it's all the members of Congress that are Democrat crazy. That's what they're talking about. Maybe we should maybe we should help Jen out. That's what they're talking about. We live in a time where people believe that we should destroy the free market system so we can free the planet. That if it means we don't have electricity, that we it, we live through brownouts and blackouts. That we destroy businesses. It's okay to do because of global warming. Now, even their most draconian ideas don't stop global warming. They don't stop it. The other half of the country either doesn't believe in global warming because it's been so politicized and crazy. Or you believe, okay, maybe the, the globe is warming. I'm not sure humans have that much to do with it. But, I mean, we can be a lot cleaner. We can be better to the earth. We should be better to the earth. But all of your crazy ideas aren't going to do anything but make us bankrupt. So that's a normal political debate. But now... You have to be silenced if you disagree because it's a moral imperative. If you disagree with COVID and the max, the uh, vaccine mandates, then you have to be silenced because it's a moral imperative. What we have come up against now is a religion. The left has joined a religion and God is the government and the elites. If science says it's so, it's so, even though every step of the way, science has gotten some pretty big things wrong. They got some really big things just on COVID. Can't, can't wear, you can't go out without a mask. I remember saying on the air, masks, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. These little fabric masks that you're buying, they don't work. If you want to wear an N95 mask, that works. Well, you could be banned for saying that. We had several episodes dropped and demonetized because we said that. Well, now the CDC is, the science is saying it. So where do I get my apology? Saying a year ago that if you're vaccinated, you're going to still get COVID and you'll still probably be able to pass it on. You would have been banned. You're a heretic. But we now know that's true. 
So at what point do you apologize? At what point do you realize, oh, you know what? We really don't know what we're doing. So we should just share the information that we have and let people work it out. That's not possible. Why? Because there are two Americas, and I want to outline what they are and ask you to ask your friends, which America are you living in? Because it's very clear and it's really easy to show your friends, okay, you've moved. You've moved. Not me. I'm not the radical. You are. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. A couple of stories that I, I think are kind of important today. A uh, Seattle transgender woman identifies herself now as a wolf. Uh, Neya Okami, 27, from Seattle, identifies as a British Columbian wolf, not an American wolf, a British Columbian wolf, and regards herself as an other kin, a subculture that believes their soul is that of an animal rather than human. Mm. Uh, She came out in 2017 as transgender on social media, and then in November 2019, she revealed to her followers that she has legally changed her gender to female. But she also added she likes to sometimes bark and howl like a wolf. And she says, please, I, I'm aware I'm physically human, uh, but I am spiritually a wolf. And sometimes she goes out into the woods and uh, she connects with her wolf spirit, which I think, hey, whatever, you know. Express yourself, baby. Um, I just. Well, I don't endorse her wolfness uh, or her transgender, and uh, she's lying to herself, and it's only going to end in tears. That's what my mother used to say. Oh, that's only going to end in tears. Either that or you're going to put an eye out or you're going to (laughs) get cancer from sitting too close to the television. So one of those things is going to happen. To the wolf from Seattle. I'm not I'm not sure which is which. Sean Penn has come out and he said uh, feminized American men are suffering from cowardly genes. Nope, it's not our genes. Mm-mm, nope, nope. It's how we choose to live our life and what our society is telling men and who they are. Feminizing men, making men not men, not appreciating men. And that's what he's saying, kind of, right? Yeah. Which is weird from Sean yeah. Penn. And yeah. I don't know how he survives this. I think he should be immediately thrown in the uh, the woke gulag. I agree with you 100%. Gulags are great places. We should all have them. Uh, oh, and good news. Most of us will. Um, the, <laughs> the great thing uh, that um, I, f- I found a couple of years ago, and I know it's been around forever, but it, it just, I think about it all the time because this explains where we are as men and as society. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. Weak men make hard times. That's where we are. And what's the result of that? Hard times make strong men. It's a cycle. 
we we have lived in the lap of luxury where we can just we can say things like you know i think i'm a wolf no you're not a wolf you have way too much time on your hands that's the problem am i fully spiritually a human or am i an animal spirit as well you have too much time on your hands really get a job uh struggle for something struggle struggle hard times make us and the good news is we're all going to be made soon Uh, (laughs) because hard times are upon us and yet people still don't get it new york times has a uh, op-ed from david brooks idiot um he's got an op-ed which is strange did you notice did you read this op-ed yeah okay Mm -hmm. Did you notice that it has Chinese writing under, you know, David Brooks' opinion columnist? It has all this Chinese writing on the... Yeah, I looked at that. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's on any of his other columns either. It's huh. just, just this one. Huh. Well, if you click on it, you can read it in Chinese. So the New York Times, hey, they know, you know, who's buttering the bread. <laughs> They're now making sure that the Chinese can read it easier. Two different Chinese translations, the traditional Chinese uh-huh. and the simple Chinese for any of those out there who are simple to get Chinese. involved. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a simple. It never t- looks simple to me. I will, no, I will say it, no, looks, it doesn't. looks to be a very so, difficult language to learn. He goes on to say, in June, a statistic floated across my desk. that startled me. In 2020, the number of miles Americans drove fell 13% because of the pandemic. And the number of traffic deaths rose Seven percent. I couldn't figure it out. Why would Americans be driving so much more recklessly than during the pandemic? But then in the first half of 2021, according to the National Highway Traffic Association Administration, motor vehicle deaths were up 18.4 percent, even over 2020. Contributing factors, according to the agency, included driving under the influence, speeding, failure to wear a seatbelt. Why are so many Americans driving irresponsibly? Right, David? Maybe we should. Oh, the good news is, who's our transportation secretary? Oh, Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete. Yeah. And what's Mayor Pete's latest thing? Um, Come on. The traffic deaths. Zero. Zero. He wants it to be zero. That's right. right. And so he's going to make sure we're not driving irresponsibly. While gloomy numbers like these are rattling around in my brain, a Substack article from Michael Iglesias hit my inbox this week. It was titled, All Kinds of Bad Behavior is on the Rise. Not only reckless driving is on the rise. Iglesias pointed out the number of altercations on airplanes has exploded. The murder rate is surging in cities. Drug overdoses are increasing. Americans are drinking more. Nurses say patients are getting more abusive. Now, he can't figure any of these out. Let me talk slowly to David. Reckless driving is on the rise. Uh Uh-huh. Why? People are drinking more. Why? Depression is up. Why? Because we're changing society. Nobody nobody knows what meaning is anymore. You, You may not have a job, but you're being paid to stay home, so you don't have anything to do. Usually, I mean, I'm just quoting probably one of your lions, FDR, you take a man's job, you take his pride away. So there's all kinds of reasons. I mean, have you checked our kids? They're killing themselves, too. Strange, isn't it? Not only is reckless driving on the rise, but a number of altercations on airplanes has exploded. Huh. 
it's almost as if no one respects authority anymore. Isn't that weird? What could have caused that? The murder rate is surging in cities. Oh my gosh, that one is a complete mystery to me. I mean, look at the great cities of America. They're doing all they can. They're supporting the police. They're making sure that people know you can't just go into a Rite Aid and steal. Okay, well, you can't just go into a part of town and just light it on. Okay, I have no idea why crime is up. It's weird. Murder is up. David, shut up. Is it really? Because it's not like there are DAs in some of the biggest cities in America that are just letting murderers out or just. But surely new murderers are. Hmm. David, you're right. I don't know what it is. So let's move on. Drug overdoses are increasing. Wow. Where are they getting those drugs? Where could they possibly be getting all of that fentanyl? It wouldn't have anything to do with our open borders, would it? Now that we have bigger fentanyl crimes and bigger fentanyl deaths than ever before, it's weird that that happened to coincidentally happen at the same time our borders are open and the drug lords are like pigs in. Well, let's move on. Americans are drinking more. Yeah, because I don't know what it's like for you, David, at the New York Times, but it's a little stressful out here. Drinking more. What? Why? Why? Okay, so your food is up. Your rent is up. You can't buy a new car. Uh, You're waiting for everything. Your kids have been home for two solid freaking years. And don't you know. Couples get along so well when the kids are always there breathing down there. Oh, and then you're also called a racist or whatever. I can't imagine, David, why people might be drinking more. And nurses say patients are getting more abusive. No way. Now, I hate to bring this up. But. Maybe one factor, and he says in the Wall Street Journal that maybe it's guns. No, David, that's not why people are buying guns. They're buying guns because they don't believe the police or more effectively and correctly, uh, it would be the politicians and the groups that run many cities like BLM aren't going to allow the police to come to your house if you've got a problem. That's why people are buying guns, David. Wow. Well, he said also, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just because we're becoming narcissists. We're becoming narcissists? No. What would make us a narcissist? Facebook? Instagram? TikTok? What could possibly make us crazy about, I don't know, things that mean nothing except who you are compared to who everybody else is? And that wouldn't lead to any kind of like T 
teen suicide or anything like that. What's making America so angry? It's got to be Donald Trump. He points that out. It's got to be Donald Trump. This only started with Donald Trump. Really? It only started with Donald Trump? That's weird. It's almost like social media poured gasoline on the fire before Donald Trump was around. Because we no longer see each other as humans. Why is America so disconnected from each other? Because we no longer see each other as human beings. Okay, you're a Republican, you're a hate monger, you're a racist, or you're a communist that wants us all dead. Hmm. What caused that, David? What caused that? Hmm. Wow. And did the did talk radio do that? It's weird that it just exploded because. Talk radio has been around since 19, what, 1980, 82. It's weird that all of a sudden it's just exploded in hatred. Well, maybe it was a secret Rush Limbaugh time bomb. Maybe, maybe. Could cable news, I mean, of course we have Fox, but could any of the other cable news have contributed to that? Could any of the newspapers have contributed? Could David... Could you have contributed to that? Wow. Maybe you should do some soul searching. Maybe all of us in the media. Maybe all of us who are in social media. You see, because you used to say that I would only say things because of ratings. But now you don't seem to see the problem in everybody using social media. You know, just the right. Um, Even though a lot of people now just say things so they can get likes. And they can get more followers. It's weird that nobody has noticed that. Hate crimes. Highest level in 12 years. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Hate crimes. And our hostility toward one another seems to be growing. You know what might, might doubt it. We should do a. We should, we should do a trillion-dollar government study on this. What is causing us to grow apart and have hostility toward another? I mean, it's almost like we've been separated into groups, you know, based on our income or politics or race. Wow. David. You're right. I don't know what's happening. Or as you say, I can't give you an answer. I I am trying to give you an answer because that's my job. I'm supposed to have answers, but I just don't know now. I just know the situation is dire. Wow. David, you're right. It's impossible to figure out. The best of the Glenn Beck program. So, over the weekend, I saw Nancy Pelosi uh, cut a video uh, where she seemed a little tipsy and she was uh, drinking quite heavily. I know that's not new. That's not what caught my attention. Uh, let me just. Let me just play a little of this Nancy Pelosi video. 
Hello, it's Nancy. When people ask me, what are the three most important issues facing the Congress? I always say the same thing. Our children, our children, our children. Mm. Their health, their education, their mother's right to kill them in the womb <laughs> up until the point that they are born. Even then, the mountain of debt I'm personally creating for them through my policies. This is, this is. <laughs> this is my why. Why I am in Congress and have been for approximately 72,000 years for the children. So and this is actually Sarah Gonzalez. She is the uh, Blaze TV host of the new uh, News and Why It Matters. Um, and it is so well done, especially when you're watching, because you have somehow or another um, really nailed her facial surgery, uh, <laughs> including the eyebrows that are way up almost next to your hairline. Yeah, that was the most difficult part yeah. was uh, figuring out how high to go up with the <laughs> eyebrows. And then I just realized the higher, the better the, when you're yeah. talking about Nancy Pelosi. Absolutely. It was very hard to go to the grocery store after that, yeah. as it turns out. <laughs> so, Did you walk in and they immediately directed you to Jenny's ice cream? Yes. So yeah, Nancy, fridge? you're here. Here is our Jenny's. Yes. I, you know, I didn't. I noticed that she slurred like that, yeah. but I never noticed how much she slurred until I'm listening to you. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that does sound like her. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, you know, I did a, a video a while back whenever she had her whole hair salon scandal when mm -hmm. everyone else in her town had to wear masks and she was seen in the hair salon without a mask. And so I pretended that was my first stab at, at pretending to be Nancy Pelosi. And I, <laughs> I made a comment in there like, is it the polydent? <laughs> Or the vodka that's causing this. I don't really know. I just don't know. And so because really, it's like her, her teeth always seem to be falling out. They do. Yeah. They so do. I don't know if like, is that what's causing the slur? Is it the fact that she's constantly drunk? We don't know. Does she wear, do, do we know, does she wear dentures or are those, you know, I think the they, teeth that they, they drill into your skull? I don't know. Oh, they the did veneers. kind of fall out at one <laughs> They did right. right There's a video, point. and oh she's seen like right. trying to, to put them back in. <laughs> so I really think they've they've got to be glued in or something. She is either way a very poor job by her dentist. It Can could be just... the wooden teeth, though. She could be. It could have been one of those things <laughs> from back in old. the day. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I got used to leave in 1956. <laughs> I couldn't change now. I'm no. I'm, I'm loyally. I use. Uh, they're made out of tree bark, and I use. Uh, I use uh, tree sap. It's a gum that kind of holds them in. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. Uh, it is. Uh, it, it's. Uh, what is the reaction, Ben? Uh, very positive. Uh, well, <laughs> aside from the death threats that I usually get anytime yeah. I make fun of a Democrat, because you know, as you know, you they are. Yeah, they are untouchable. Oh, of course, you can't they are. do that. They are, they are. They're on the side of, as Nancy said, the children and mm. the science and everyone else. Don't no, say you it can't. like her. You got to say it like her. For the children. <laughs> It's, and but you have to do it with the creepy smile too. Yeah, every yeah. time she said it in her campaign yeah. video, she'd be talking normally and then say, "For the children." Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> creepy. So weird. <laughs> so but, creepy. Yeah, I mean, uh, very, very positive. I mean, look, 
things that have been going on for the last two years really makes people, I think, want to jump off of a bridge. And the best way to handle it, I think, is just by just total and complete mockery of the And the, the things that, the, you know, dictators and, you know, authoritarians hate the most is being mocked. Right. They do not like to be mocked. Yeah. I mean, well, as we can see with, you know. Nobody's <laughs> making fun of them on Saturday Night Live. No. I mean, that used to be a staple. Even if they are, no one's watching. Right. That's true. So. Well, that's, that's true. It's like <laughs> a tree falling situation. If they were first? making fun of Nancy Pelosi, maybe they'd expand their audience a little bit. <laughs> maybe someone on, on the right would watch. I mean, so somebody should so watch. There. Somebody yeah. should watch on Saturday night just because maybe they're standing around and they're still live. And then if somebody tunes in, they're like, hey, we got one. Quick, do, do something. Do escape. <laughs> right, right. End it awkwardly. But there are so many people in America who are just, I mean, they're longing for someone to say the things that they have been saying inside their homes at their dinner tables for so long, and they're not hearing it on mainstream media. You this know, the, as you pointed out, they're not hearing it on Saturday Night Live. This so. is the Joe Rogan thing, too. Yeah. It's why people connect with him. Right. Because, you know, he just, I mean, he's not hes not some big partisan. You watch the show, he's and not. And that's the he's, other thing about him is he's he never really makes it about politics. Mm-hmm. Right, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I, he's obviously had politicians on. Yeah. Know, and famously but he's not Bernie Sanders. Right. Which kills which is, me about all of this. It's odd. It is very odd. But again, like, I think most of the time he's just asking questions that are interesting to him. You know, his, his show started talking about just to, talking to his comedian friends. Mm-hmm. And it's as it's grown and he's had other people on, he takes that same approach. He walks in. He's like, I don't know. I I, we, we, I was watching some of the clips from him last night because we did a show on, on Studios America last night about Joe Rogan. And I remember watching him interview Michael Osterholm, who's the Biden. He was a Biden uh, advisor on COVID, you know, a virologist. And one of his questions was, this is like, you know, March or February 2020. And he asked, what if we just go into a sauna? and breathe in really hot air, will that kill the COVID in your lungs? I remember that. And I remember thinking to myself, that is... The dumbest thing I've ever heard. Never. <laughs> it really <laughs> That's is. That's kind of my reaction. Yeah, it was. But it was like, my reaction. But it was going around the internet at the time. People didn't know anything about this yeah. at that moment. And like, he was the, he's the type of guy who has the guts to, to, to look Correct. dumb. Right. With a dumb Correct. question. Ask the question. And it's yeah. That's good, good yeah. that somebody is yeah. asking that question. Because I, th- I thought... That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then and then I thought about it and I'm like, no, there's a lot of people out there that don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. And it's good to ask that question so you can have the doctor that they trust and the host that they trust go, yeah, no, it's it's not real. Yeah, I'd much rather hear someone who's speaking as an average everyday American, at least asking the questions rather than, you know, Brian Stelter or someone over at CNN who continues to talk about how people are getting this misinformation and they're getting news that they shouldn't actually have have shouldn't don't they, they news shouldn't have, they yeah, shouldn't have. Yeah, they literally said that yesterday the, the, well they're getting news that they sh- really shouldn't have they shouldn't be hearing these things and so we really need to figure out how to combat their ability to listen to these things i mean i'd much rather get my news from someone like joe rogan who's he has the experts on he doesn't himself pretend to be an expert in the subject matter but he at least asks the questions i wouldn't want all my news to come from joe rogan just like no. i wouldn't want all my news to come from me i i you know i'd right, like but to joe be rogan's able to... not the one delivering the news Correct. right he's having the experts speak for themselves right i know but i think it's again that's the whole point of this is yeah. you know it's not like we haven't heard fauci <laughs> yeah you know it's not <laughs> like available. we're not hearing the other side it's hard to miss the right. other side he, the man has been on tv 
continuously for the past two years. If you don't know what Anthony Fauci thinks about these issues at this point. Well, that to be fair, Stu, he does change his mind quite often. <laughs> so every time he goes on a program, he says something different. We and, don't know what he's going to say this week. And how crazy is it that you would have been canceled for all those things that he got wrong? Yeah. Well, you, there are a lot of people who did. They have their platforms taken from them. They had their livelihoods taken from them. And this is a, the bigger problem, and not to plug the Glenn Beck, the Great Reset book here, but this is the problem when they're enforcing these things. They're enforcing the false information. They're cracking down on 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 your voice on social media. These companies are cracking down. We're seeing on your lot. choices. Here, here's here's something everybody should know. Twenty thirty, somebody came in and said, "Have you seen this new car? It's going to be all electric by twenty thirty. Almost everything's going to be all electric by twenty thirty. Okay, all of it." Do we have the infrastructure to plug all those cars in now? You're going to it'll take a while to change the fleet. But imagine the cash for clunkers programs that are going to happen to get you to buy those Mm -hmm. things. When we plug them all in, we're not going to have enough electricity and they're going to make gasoline more and more and more expensive. That's your life. I'm all for electric cars, but I want the market to give me the best electric car when you get up to five six hundred miles between charges and you can quick charge them i'm in i'm all in i'm all in and that time will come it ain't now i mean look what's happening they're they're now giving us all of these rules of what we can and can't say where we can go what we can do the airlines said they're going to keep the masks going for at least the next couple of years that's crazy talk that's crazy talk. And if you want to get in your car, you're not going to be able to go get, get in your car. You can go 400 miles and then stay the night. Good luck charging it. I mean, we are all being just tied to areas. The idea of getting into the station wagon and driving across the country, those days will be over. And that works to their advantage because they don't want you in the national parks. They don't want you in the center of the country. That's part of the 3030 plan. I mean, this all just fits together. And people, unfortunately, can't stand back far enough and go, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. They don't want us in the center of the country. They want us in these cities. And the best way to do it is make it impossible just to drive in the summertime. Think of what's going to change in our country in eight years. Are you like you're liking the pushback though? Like the Canadian truckers, we talked about a little bit about this on on the show the other day. Uh, You know, our our friend Doug over at uh, WGY said this this morning. Like, is there anything more American than than Canadian truckers right now? And it's like it's true. I'm embarrassed that they're the the Canadian truckers are the ones. I don't like what they're doing right now. I love what they did in Ottawa. Love it. Yeah. Um, But blocking the border for everything, make sure nothing gets through. I mean, they're making their point, but. But what's the solution then? Because and and I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I also understand the sentiment of things are going to have to be uncomfortable, maybe so that we can get the point across that we run things. We the people run things, not you at the Capitol. So that's what the left is doing with the economy. That's what the left is doing with social media. That's what the left is doing with everything, mm-hmm. making us very uncomfortable until we go, okay, I give, we'll change. I don't like that tactic. Yeah. Um, I think you can't lose the goodwill of the people. And I think blocking the border, making things harder to get is, is 
you know, I've always loved it when these Occupy Wall Street people, they go out and they'll they'll just have a sit down in the middle of the bridge. Yeah. And I'm like, I would run you over <laughs> or I would really want to run you over, even if I agreed with you. Right. I yeah. want to go home. Yeah. Get off the bridge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There is sure. that thing where like, um, I remember because they did this in I think it was Houston where they had a trash uh, collectors protest and they just dumped trash in the middle of a main intersection to yeah. prove their point And everyone just hated them after yeah. this. <laughs> Here's the only only time I've ever seen this when I was in Phoenix and I was, you know, a, a morning show disc jockey. Um, for some reason, we decided it would be fun to go out in the middle of rush hour and dump, uh, I think it was $20,000 in cash <laughs> right in the middle of the <laughs> intersection. Just what? cash. And then what? Drive away? Yeah, we drove away. Yeah. Well, yeah. well how did that work? Uh, it was it was not. <laughs> it didn't help the traffic. No? I don't know why. Really? You know, I huh. was I was 20. So I was stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh People didn't hate me. The people, the people that were caught in the snarl about a mile away, they hated. But a lot of people walked away with a lot of cash. <laughs> so, That's good. Yeah, it was good. That's good. It was good. I do good. think there's a line too about um, from an you can go negative on it, right? And you can make people's lives miserable. And sometimes that does need to happen. I mean, we certainly saw that in the civil rights movement. I, mean, I, I would, I would happily take a little discomfort. So that we could keep our individual rights and freedoms. Good. Well, you're going to wish granted. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sarah Gonzalez, don't uh, miss her every day on the news and why it matters on Blaze TV. Na, na, na.